BC Lions host the Toronto Argonauts. It is coming up right now. Let's send it to the TSN crew in Vancouver. That's not the real Manny. There he is. Boy, we didn't see Manny for the first couple of weeks of the season. Got off to a really slow start, and then he got hot. and became the Manny Arsenal that we all have known to love over the last seven years from Alcorn State. Now, the other side, the guy that Ricky Ray looks to most often, and I don't blame him. This guy's had a phenomenal comeback year after a terrible, terrible injury. Comes back stronger than ever. That's Jay Green making it happen. Mark Tressman's team, one win away from 500, one win away from hosting the Eastern Final in two weeks. A winner, a tie tonight. Otherwise, if Wally Buono's team wins in what could be Wally's final game, glorious, glorious career. If the Lions win tonight, the Argos next week will take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who will cross over. So we're ready to roll here tonight. BC Lions, 20 straight years. They have not been in this position, not going to the playoffs, which is almost remarkable. But they're not going this year. Martise Jackson brings it up near the 36-yard line, and Ricky Ray, 60,000 yards plus. Ricky Ray, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, brings his offense on the field an eye to clinch a spot in the Eastern Final. Roddy's been uh, phenomenal this year. Really, really having an outstanding year under Mark Trussman's guidance. Their nominee could be the Eastern nominee for most outstanding player. Balloting is out. This guy's had an outstanding year too. James Wilder Jr., you heard the guys in the studio talk about what JWJ has done since being inserted at tailback. Yeah, and this guy, they're happy to get back. Anthony Coons back in the lineup. He does a lot of things for this football team. Don't underestimate his presence in the lineup late in the season, along with S.J. Green, and two-time nominee award winner for most outstanding offensive lineman from the Argonauts, and Sean McEwen. Six-yard pickup, second and four. Argo's getting healthy at the right time. About a couple weeks off, and there goes Wilder again. Wilder is flattened up near the 51-yard line, but a first down quickly, two plays for the Argos, and they move the sticks, an eight-yard pickup. Yeah, Blackie, the defense is going to be tasked with trying to stop that man. It's headed up by Craig Rowe, third-year player from Michigan, leads the team in sacks. Solomon Elamimian just 11 away from breaking his own record he set a couple years back in total tackles at 143. And then this kid, newcomer on the corner, Kendall James, really made an impact last week. Here's Declan Cross. Burley fullback, knocked out of bounds by Chandler Fenner. That's how they use him, too. Through the air, he's only got one rush on the season, Rod, for minus two yards, but that's not what he's about. He's about sneaking out into a place like that, picking up value, valuable yards, and finding the end zone. He's found it four times this year already. Argo team really marching the football from the opening kick here in their first series into BC territory after a seven-yard game. Ray back to pass again. Threads it in once more to James Wilder Jr. And so they use these backs a lot. And there's a flag down back near the line of scrimmage. One thing the Argos do, Matty, is they spread the wealth. Yeah, they do. And uh, it is a timing type of mechanism offensively. Holding Toronto number 61. 10-yard penalty, 
repeat second down. Well, we we highlight them at the top of the show. Their nomination for best offensive lineman category, Sean McEwen, last two years in a row. He's caught for holding in that situation. But, Rod, you get back to the timing aspect of this offense. It's all about Ricky Ray reading it out, trusting the receivers being in the right spot and the ball coming out. Ricky Ray, by the way, 34 completions away from breaking the CFL all-time record for completions in a season set by Henry Burris in 2015. Is this complete? Dangerous toss. S.J. Green, that could have gone the other way. Instead, S.J. Green has the biggest play so far, and that is catch number 100 on the season for S.J. Green, a 34-yard pickup. Boy, and it was just the drama here. Watch him. He's going to sneak out here, and that ball's got to travel all the way from Ricky Ray in this spot over that way, and it takes forever to get there. It just beats the corner who can't get underneath to watch me dives oh that ball just beat him there and SJ's off to the races Ricky Ray operates at a high percentage always career almost 70% his team at 70% shotgun again and he'll hand it into the gut once more of James Wilder Jr. I, I think Ricky Ray has really found his groove Obviously, over the years, he's been able to amass the yards and join an elite, elite group, too. And you call him, you say AC, you say Damon, you say Hank, and you say Ricky, and everybody knows who you're talking about. That 60K club. And you say knocking on the door to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, no question. 38 years old. And, boy, he's found the fountain of youth this year, Ricky Ray has. Because at 32, sitting right next to him, he balances that offense. It's huge for Ray. Ray out of the pocket and has another completion. It's Malcolm Williams, Maple Ridge BC player. Played his junior ball out here. The Langley Rams and also played at UBC, so coming home and makes a catch. Underrated aspect of uh, being a quarterback is your pocket presence, being able to maneuver in there, find that extra time. Ricky does that, finds Malcolm Williams, his 14th catch in the season. Four for four for Ricky right now for 60 yards, that last play for 11. They're inside the red zone where they're operating last in the CFL. This is where the Argos have struggled from 20 yards in. Wilder trying to find the outside. He has it down near the five-yard line. Blackie, did you see Chris Van Zyl just just paving the road for Wilder? Just took a couple DBs out that got in his way, and he just flattened him at the point of attack there when Wilder was trying to cut it up to the end zone. Watch Van Zyl. He's right here. Um, watch him get out. He's going to get out in front of Wilder as he bounces it out, and watch at the end of the play. He's got one right there. Solly. Wilder's got him, then he just cleans up everybody right about there. <laughs> Cody Fajardo comes in, short yardage quarterback on second and inches. Bring in all the hoggies and likely has this, so they'll go first and goal. You think about the Argos and the numbers they put up and how many more numbers and how much bigger those offensive numbers could be had they had better red zone production. Yeah, and uh, I think it's balanced too. And uh, again, I go back to the presence of James Wilder Jr. Now you're going to see even more balanced attack and opportunities to distribute the ball quickly with Anthony Coombs being on the field. I think that gives him an opportunity for one, establish the line of scrimmage, get more people in the box. Now you get more one-on-one -on -one opportunities to open up his receiving court. Clock chewing drive out of the gate, 10th play. He's almost eaten up six minutes 
Gray again hands it off once more and Wilder is swallowed up on first and goal and actually may have lost a yard. So Anthony Coombs will come back into the ball game. Declan Cross goes out. See if they work a play for number one. Yeah, you watch these two guys coming out the edge here. Ricky Ray never reads this out. He's just going to give the ball to Wilder. And if he actually pulls that, it's a walk-in for him. But I think the defense, Davis and Solomon, know that. They just spearheaded for James Wilder Jr. Lions looking to make a stand here. Second and goal. Ray looking end zone. Still looking, 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 throwing out of bounds. And once again, another trip to the red zone that likely is going to result in a field goal attempt here, or will it? Yep, Laram Harulahu is coming out, so just talked about it. Yep. League worst, ninth in the red zone, and this was such a good drive by the Argos. Yeah, and the timing, oftentimes down here, you have to have the ability to extend plays. And uh, you heard Jock Climby there uh, prior to the ball game started talking about extending plays and off-schedule plays, and oftentimes it just doesn't work out down here. And, Ricky, not the most nimble of foot out there. Really can't create, and uh, that's where some of that lack of production comes into play. But they do strike first. Huge drive results in a Hiralahu field goal. When we come back, Lions get the ball, and Jonathan Jennings coming off his season best, his career best. 400 yards last week in the win in Winnipeg. Looking to play spoilers here tonight. of the Canadian Football League. I can't believe I'm saying this because I just saw our buddies Suits and CC do that game out yeah. in Regina oh, where it was really cold and last yeah. night yeah. cold. Yeah. It's, it, was actually, it, was actually, it was actually cold here today though. Yeah, it snowed in Vancouver. Uh, it's not, yeah, it was. Uh, I felt bad for Sarah Lesky. That's who I was uh, concerned about. Oh, she can handle it. She's from the peg. Well, it's cool weather and a little reverse here. Jeremiah Johnson from... Chris Rainey as the Lions have been struggling with starting points in their return game this season. Hard to believe. Here comes JJ, Jonathan Jennings, and the Lions on some Saturday night football on the final day of the season. Five-year-old out of Columbus, Ohio, last year considered by many an all-star breakout season for Jonathan Jennings. Really been a struggle in so many ways this year for yeah. the young man. Yeah, oftentimes it's just not the X's and O's. It's how to deal all the things that come with being the starting quarterback or in a situation this year, backing up for Travis Lule before he got hurt. So a lot of learning for Jennings this year. Turns and hands it off to Jeremiah Johnson. JJ to JJ. They like to see that, establish the line of scrimmage. He got to against that Toronto offense, but it's going to start with this guy. Actually, he's going to finish for him tonight. Marco Iannuzzi, seventh-year player from Harvard, absolutely phenomenal career, both on and off. Cody Husband, their nomination for most outstanding center spot. And uh, I just tip of the hat to Marco for making it happen on the field as long as he did. Successful career off and went to class too. Most guys in Harvard do. There's yeah. big Raleigh Lamala on the far side, first yeah. down. MIT Harvard combination uh, uh, education for that young man. And this guy, early on the season, he was absolutely phenomenal. Butler was bringing it eight 
sacks in the first three games, nine on the year, slowed down due to injury. Bear Woods overcame a lot of injuries in the middle for them at the linebacker spot. Mitchell White, what a great get in the middle of the season. Shut down corner. Jennings back to Bass for the second time. Tries to find the window, and it's incomplete. The Argos thought they had the ball for Nick Moore. Bear Woods in on the play as well. Yeah, Nick Moore was, uh, you know, on the sidelines to quite quite a bit this year because of Chris Williams. Williams has been benched lately, and so that gives Moore an opportunity to uh, kickstart his seven-year career, and he's looked fabulous in that since he's coming back. As you mentioned, six games missed. The Lions fell to the injury bug like most teams did. Second and ten. Jennings rears back and incomplete looking for the man of the night, bobblehead night for Manny Arsenault. Yeah. Shakes his head this time. First 5,000 fans into the building got a bobblehead for Manny. And I don't know if you picked one up, Rod, or two or three. I, you know what? I never, we should have. We were here yeah, early yeah, enough. We, yeah, we weren't we, thinking. Definitely. Because normally were. I would. We were just pimping. Hey, they, yeah. you know what? They make great Christmas gifts. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Is that re-gifting? Yeah, definitely. We'll do the first half. Here goes Jackson. Martins Jackson. Now cutting back and still on his feet down the sideline and finally gets angled out of bounds. And Martise Jackson with a flag on the play on the far side. See if this stands up. Ricky Ray's already had a good drive tonight. Could have a great starting point on a 52-yard return. But Martise Jackson will tell you about the penalty when we come back. MLS Cup playoffs tomorrow. TFC against the Red Bulls. Winner tie at BMO Field tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific for the Reds. One and four on TSN, and that's Jordan Herdman with a penalized BC Lion. Ricky Ray, great field position here, Rod. I'll take that every day as a quarterback starting to the opposition 40. To Anthony Coombs, his first touch in a long time down the sideline. And the oh, that's a late hit, too, it looked like from here, Rod. Yes, it did. The Argos, so happy to have this guy back. He's missed the last eight games. Yeah, this is the type of play he's going to be called upon to make, too. Is get the ball in his hands, a little bubble screen, and hit it. Yeah, I thought that was late. Lucas Purifoy got him about a yard out of bounds, in my opinion, but uh, nobody flagged him, so play it on Coombs, who broke his collarbone back on August 19th, has been out of the lineup. The Winnipeg native, former Manitoba Bison. First round pick, third overall by the Argos in 2014. Ricky, play action. All alone. Declan Cross now down that sideline, and Ricky Ray is just slinging it right now. Yeah, this is uh, Declan Cross. This is by design. He lines up as a tight end, basically, as an ex, like a considers like two tackles watch he's right here on the side of the screen and he's just gonna flare out in the flat here as Ricky Ray point fakes to Wilder pretends like he's gonna block Ricky times it dishes it to him and it's off to the races 35th reception of the year for Declan Cross first and goal see if the Argos can finally get some red zone happiness here hasn't been that way this That's year touchdown and zone touchdown SJ Green 
That's pitching and catching there. I saw SJ coming right to left, ran, just pushed his man upfield, then ran away from him on a post route. Ricky Ray just brought his eyes to the right side of the field and then came back to his left-hand side and made a nice, easy toss. He's going to be coming right to left in your screen, right in front of Lucha's Purifoy, right there. Ball's thrown out with timing. That's easy pickings. That's what you need down in the red zone, trying to win first place in the East. Ricky Ray gets it done that time. S.J. Green, the number one receiver in the red zone this season in the Canadian Football League. That's seven catches for him inside that 20-yard line. He's the money man. Liram Hiralahu. I believe that's his 100th catch of the year, too. Had one earlier. Yeah, 101. 101. 32-yard point after Hiralahu has not missed on the point afters this year. Ricky Ray, touchdown pass. Number 26 on the season. Ron Carter of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Solomon Junior Green. Most targeted guy in the Canadian Football League, and it's a good target for Ricky Ray. Yeah, everybody's getting involved, too. That's five receivers already caught balls from Ricky Ray. Anthony Coombs into the mix, little bubble screen. Declan Cross out in the flat. Nice little play action. Get everybody sucked in, and then SJ crossing the face of Anthony Thompson. Free safety, making that look easy. Third time in his career, he's caught 10 or more touchdowns in a season. SJ Green lighting it up. Quick lead early on here as the Argos with a win or tie tonight solidify first in the CFL East and will wait out the winner next week. But lots of football left to go here. This ball is actually kicked out of bounds. Liram's not happy with himself there. It's disgusted. Illegal kickoff out of bounds. Toronto number 70. Ball we place at the 45-yard line. First down. That's that is a big difference at the 45-yard line. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't look like much, but it's a momentum killer. You know, you just scored a touchdown. You're up 10 nothing, and then and then a, just a mental lapse by Liram Harala, who's actually had a phenomenal year. And uh, he just kind of pulled it out of bounds, and now BC's got decent field position starting their own 45. Something that the Lions have struggled with this year. They're kind of outliers in so many ways statistically. Score a good number of points. Big offense. Run the football. Throw the football. But number one in the red zone. Percentage. But fortunately for the Lions, 7-10 record. Just can't finish. There is... Looks like a contact or interference call on the far side, flagged down. Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell White, and he was within the five yards. And I, th I know there was some banging going on with Nick Moore, top of the screen, watch the battle. Nick Moore, Mitchell Pass White. interference, Toronto number 12. Little 10-yard penalty, automatic, first down. Yeah he, yeah, he definitely got in front of him, got it on his chest plate, put his hand there. and I mean, It's pretty decent coverage, but he did get there early, so. Tough to argue that one, Mitchell White. Our referee tonight is Tom Velazzi. Right on the 55-yard line. Midfield stripe here for the Lions. Trying to answer that Argo score. Well, you got bump and run coverage across the board. You can see it. Jennings called that play off, and now Jeremiah Johnson splits the gut. Typically, in that situation, Rod, when you have one-on-one -on -one coverage across the board, as you saw there from the all-24 angle, you're going to get a lot of 
one-on-one -on -one opportunities, and there's more people in the box. Look at how many people are in the box. There's eight guys there. They still run the football with success. There's a great block up the middle. Open it up for Jeremiah Johnson. First and 10 from the Argo 45-yard line. Jennings play action now. Deep shot, but an overthrow. Way overthrows Marco Ayanuzzi. Yeah, now, if, 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 if you look at that play, it's, it's play action. And, and Jonathan, I know the design, but you got to be able to get off of that and have a check down, and he doesn't. He's, he, I, I believe he's right up the top, and he's going to come down here, and he's going to work across the field on what we call a climb route. Watch Ayanuzzi coming down. He's climbing the defense, gaining leverage, but the safety's over the top, plus Mitchell White is right there. Jonathan's got to be able to get off of that, check it down, put himself in a second and manageable as opposed to second and long. Lions sixth in the CFL on second down conversions. Floats one up for Arsenal, but once again, Mitchell White was the closest to getting that football, and Manny Arsenal retreats to the sideline once again, and the Lions drive stalls yeah, and, once again. And you're going to see why Jonathan Jennings throws into traffic two plays in a row. It's because he's got heat in the kitchen, and he's got to get rid of this football, and he takes one right in the ribs from Khalil Bass, who was just picked up, I think, another great pickup. You're talking about putting the right pieces in place late. Toronto's been, did that late in the offseason, and they're doing it down the stretch here, getting stronger as the season goes on. Penalty flag down, looks like no yards, so you can add 15 to that. Monty Edwards on the return. So, could be a record-breaking night for this guy, Solomon Alamemian, breaking his own record. <laughs> With more on the sideline on Solly, let's go to Farhan Lalji. Thanks, Rod. Solly believes he needs to break that record if he's going to wind up winning a third Defensive Player of the Year award. And that means a lot to him in a year that, from a team perspective, hasn't gone real well. He says that would really take a little bit of the sting away from what's happened with the Lions not getting into the playoffs. Not that he's a selfish player, but he does know, and as does Wally Bono. He says the record is not a big deal, but Wally also believes that award does matter. So he believes that... This game sets himself up for that because he gets to go head-to-head -head with James Wilder. He's watched how Wilder plays. He equates this battle to facing an Andrew Harris or a Jerome Messam. He knows Toronto's going to run the ball, so he's in a perfect position to get the 11 tackles he needs to break the record. And on the first two drives, he already tackled Wilder three times, so he's in on good pace so far. All right, thank you, Farhan. We will watch. He's been credited for two, so we'll watch him tonight. Needs 11 for Solid. Yeah, and five times this year already, he's had... 10 or more tackles in a game. And if he go ahead and gets that record, that means he has six 10 or more tackles in a game, which will tie his record he set back in 2014 of six games with 10 or more tackles in one season. Absolutely phenomenal. Sometimes that record can be a little deceiving for some, not yep. for Solomon Elamimi. And if you're tackling a lot of guys, it means sometimes they get to the second or potentially third level. The difference in Elamimi, though, yep. he's a predator. He's a guy who can go out and get those tackles, make those hits you know tackles for losses yeah and and every one of these guys that we're looking at here on this board are all middle linebackers yep. and and that's their job most of the time everybody's working to free them up to come downhill and to make tackles so a lot of people say yeah well how far where was that tackle was it seven yards downfield yep. it doesn't mean a whole lot we got a stat which i really like tackles uh for um for 
uh, tackles for no gain, tackles for losses, knockdowns, and sacks, those all contribute to plays behind the line of scrimmage or stops, we call them. And uh, I absolutely love that stat because it really tells where the ball player's playing on the field. Is it behind the line of scrimmage or is it on your own side? Guess who's in the middle of that again? One thing you always know uh -oh. is it's almost like an eye test or a a voice test. If you hear his name a lot, you hear Elamimian's name a lot during yep. a broadcast. There's Malcolm Williams who's down and hurt, so Scott Shannon and his yeah, team will come out and take a look at the Argos receiver. It's just not tackles, too, for these people. And a lot of times it's, it's fitting holes and forcing people back to defenders and teammates, and oftentimes these middle linebackers are, are called on to do that. Solomon, not so much. He's, he's called upon to use his skill set, which is seek and destroy, and he does it better than most. Consider, too, this is a year where there is no Adam Big Hill, no Team 100, and Elamimian beside Chandler Fenner and Micah Alway. There's Alway. Who's yeah, he had a talk about another, uh, breakout year. Yeah, his, this guy is uh, special. He's got a really nose for the football, as, uh, but it's actually his knee that actually gets Malcolm Williams here. As you see, 51 Alway, and you watch it. It kind of just gets him right in the back of the helmet, back of the neck area. Unfortunate collision sport. Collisions happen, point of attack, away from the ball, and sometimes unexpected. I think Malcolm Williams really didn't see that one coming. Talking about the back of the neck, that area, and of course, danger of concussion. Will likely undergo some protocol here. A lot of people, by the way, about concussions. You know, there are a lot of Good interesting studies, yeah out there it's been a fascinating study recently about a piece of equipment called the neuroshield where a high school team in the states has been using this and it's been eliminating a lot of concussion use and they're talking more about the neck as opposed to the head and i find down the road i think there's going to be a lot more investigation a lot more information out there because it's still a very mysterious element and i you, you have been a proponent of course an advocate of the dangers and awareness surrounding concussions yeah, in sport. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm not for the, uh, I'm all for player safety on the field, Rod. That's a nice play by, that looks like Chandler Fenner right there, one of my favorite players. Another knockdown for him. Rod, I'm all for safety on the field of these players. And the protocols are put in place to make sure that you get in front of the players and being screened properly. And we're educating ourselves about concussions. Watch the play off the edge. Top of the screen, Fenner, get up. Blocks passed by Ricky Ray. That, folks, is a big time play. Doesn't look like much, but forces Toronto to punt. Chris Rainey, who has struggled on punt returns this year, is going down. But it's a good starting point again. Good defensive play by Fenner and the BC Lions D and Manny Arsenal. Just another typical year for Manny. Another year over a thousand yards. Yeah, that makes four for him now, and he's trying to get that hundred-yard reception mark. This and he's what he started at 94 in this ball game, and that's doable. Uh, it's just had a horrendously slow start, but it's really picked up, and he's found his form. I think he was dealing injury earlier in, in the career, or excuse me, this season, and he's healthy now. There he is. Jennings pulls it back and goes over the top, and just like that, 
the Manny Show is on here tonight. Yeah, Manny was open a lot earlier, but Jonathan didn't see him. He waited too late. He's right here. He's going to move, and he's coming across right to the screen. Watch Jennings point fake. Boom. Give it to him. He's open now. Give it to him. Well, that's just a nice job by Manny securing that ball because it was late. Big man moves the sticks. Cassius Vaughn made that tackle. First and 10 from the 40 now in field goal range. Comes Manny. to bodies, and there goes a deep, deep ball for Manny again, but way overthrown this time. And so Jonathan Jennings is not in sync right now, especially downfield. Well, I just don't think that Manny Arsenault is going to run away from Cassius Vaughn in this situation. And he, you know, he never climbs him, and Cassius just turns and runs and actually just stymies him and getting on top of his stem route. And uh, the ball's thrown to the middle of the field, but Cassius did a nice job of bumping him off course. And ball falls apparently to the to the ground. It looks like they're way off, but that was just a decent play by Cassius Vaughn. Looks like the final play of this opening quarter here at BC Place tonight on the final game of the regular season. Jennings now moves that pocket. There you go. On the roll, takes off, and Jonathan Jennings down near the 20, but there's a penalty flag back near the 50-yard line. This could be That's coming back. Holding BC number 69. 10-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Whew. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's Charles Valancourt, second-year player from Laval. Big boy right here. As Jonathan breaks contain and moves to his right here, this is typically... Valancourt doesn't know this, and he doesn't let go, and he's caught holding Cleon Lang, who's a load. I'd do the same thing. You get your mitts on him, try to keep him there, keep him in front of you. Once Jonathan Jennings broke contain, Valancourt had his mitts on the big defensive lineman, holding the curve. Quarter can't end on a penalty, so one more here, barring penalty. This won't get off as well. They look out of sync in the last two, three plays. Well, they were down in field goal range, Maddie, and now they're way back at the 50 and not in field Offside. goal range. BC number 84, five-yard penalty, remains this second down. This is really taking the back, and Wally, a look some, of disgust. I can see some type of screen play to Jeremiah Johnson here, something to try to pick up 10, 15 yards underneath this zone coverage, which you're going to get here, and try to put uh, Ty Long in position to kick, put three points on the board. 10 yards forward now, 35 back, and back near the midfield stripe. Jennings goes over the top, and it is picked off. And it's Cassius Vaughn. Vaughn now still scooting around and has the ball up near the BC 50-yard line, the 17th interception of the season thrown by Jonathan Jennings right into the midst of Cassius Vaughn. That's the way the first quarter ended. A quarter dominated by the Argos. Must win or tie tonight. And they have the East Division title.